Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. John chapter 8 verse 54 to 55. A question I would like to ask you is, how many people do you know that claim that God is their God, yet their behavior and the fruits of their lives do not reflect what God has promised for us, his children? How many people do you know? that? Cl- and I ask this because I used to be like this. I used to claim that I believe in God. I used to claim that I believe in Jesus. But my life did not reflect that. And the reason I bring that up is because there's another verse. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16 to 17, which says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth corrupt fruit. Specifically, verse 17 there. I'll read that one again. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. So we know that there are a lot of people, a lot of believers that claim that God is their God. Same thing with the, I don't know if it was the Pharisees that he was speaking to, but the Jews he was speaking to, who he said, of whom ye say that he is your God, yet ye have not known him. And to know is to experience. To know is to experience, not just to conceptually know, not to have an idea of God or to have an idea of the subject. Of course, the subject here is being God. To know is not to have an idea. To have an idea is to have an idea. But to know someone, to say, I know you, means you have had or you have, you've had many experiences, but experience nonetheless with that person or that being or that entity. So for you to say that God is your God, but you don't know him, makes you a liar in God's eyes. To say that you know God, or to say that God is your God, to say that God is your God, but you know him not, meaning you haven't experienced him, makes you a liar, plain and simple. Hate it or love it. These are not my words. These are Lord Jesus' words. Because he says, of whom you say that he is your God, yet you have not known him. And he tells them, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. So he's saying, if I say that I don't know God the Father, that means um, I'll be a liar like you who claim. And he, they are the opposite. They're on the other side of the spectrum because they say that God is their God. But they don't know him. How many believers do you know live like this? How many believers do you know live like this? Yeah, God is my God. My God is mighty. My God is powerful. You know, blessed and highly favored. 
but then they don't know their God. Because if you know your God, then your reality should be that of a good tree. Your life, your reality, your life and your reality should be that of the good tree mentioned in Matthew chapter 7 verse 17. Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. If you know your God, the way he especially the way he wants you to know him in a personal relationship, you have that going, then your life should be bringing forth good fruit because God only wants good for us. He is a good God. That's one of his descriptive attributes. He's good. He's full of light. There is no darkness in him. Yet, we have believers. We have people who believe in God, who claim that God is their God, but they bring their lives are bringing forth evil fruit. There's countless examples. Countless examples. I don't even need to mention them. You know them. As you are listening to me, you're thinking of people like going to the club, being very promiscuous, fornicating, being adulterous, you know? So many, so many, being effeminate as well, covetous, lying. These are all fruits of a corrupt tree. These are all fruits of a corrupt tree. So you may claim you can lip service all you want, but the truth is in what your life is manifesting. Whether you believe it or not, whether you're aware of it or not, because you don't have to proactively have a relationship with the devil. You don't have to proactively believe in the devil to bring forth, to be a corrupt tree, to bring forth evil fruit, which is based on his doctrine. All the devil wants you to do is to follow his doctrine. I mean, he wants you to worship him, but if, even through ignorance, he receives your worship because you are living and, and following and manifesting everything about his doctrine. For example, for example, we know about the seven deadly sins or what I like to call the seven deadly manifestations of sin. To me, the most dangerous one is pride. Why? Because pride comes to you like an angel of light. It comes to you as if it's a good thing. How now? Now I say that because I want to ask you a question. How often in modern society do you hear people saying be proud of dot dot dot. Be proud of what you do. Be proud of this, be proud of that. Be proud. Be so that basically when they're telling you to be proud, whether it's in an advertisement, whether it's, it's, it's slipping out of someone's mouth, whether they're aware or unaware, because there are people who do this unawares. And I'm not fighting the people because our battle is not against flesh and blood. I'm fighting against the spirits that perpetuate these doctrines into people's lives as inspired thought or even just as thought, where they make you believe that your thoughts are your own. Not entirely. There's a whole mystery on that. That's not for me to give. But there are these doctrines that are floating about in society that people are perpetuating that they don't know where it's actually coming from. And I'm particularly highlighting pride. Be proud. And I'm not even talking about the alphabet community here. I'm just talking about the behavior, the attribute this, the manifestation of sin, which in my worldview is the most dangerous because it comes as the most, it presents itself as the most innocent. Be proud. What? 
What foolishness is this? Be proud. Be, <laughs> do you know what you're saying? You're telling someone to manifest. When you say that, now that you're aware, now that you're listening to this podcast, that the Lord has led you here and you're listening to these words, when you say that, you're making pride your God. Or you're making the spirit that's perpetuating that doctrine, that way of life. Whether you're aware of that spirit or not, you are making that spirit your God because you are now living by its doctrine. Whether you have a shrine to it or you don't, the fact is, your life is its shrine because you are living out its doctrine. You are, you are perpetuating it, you are manifesting it, you are believing it, and you are doing it. So your life becomes the shrine of that spirit, whether you are aware of it or not, because that doctrine came from that spirit. Pride, if you don't know, is the sin that kicked, got the devil kicked out of heaven. He got proud. He got proud. He was proud of himself for the things he was doing, the evil and the wickedness that he was doing. And that kicked him out. He got so proud that he thought he could exalt himself to a station in heaven that was not his portion. And this was in his heart. And God kicked him out. He said, nah, I'm not having this. Out. And here we are today in the 21st century. People who claim to believe in God, that God is their God, but they don't know who he is. Henceforth, they end up honoring themselves because even Lord Jesus says, if he honors himself, then his honor is nothing. So when you honor yourself, yeah, I did this, I did that, your honor is nothing. It means nothing. It might make you feel good because then it's invoking pride in you, but it means nothing. It's dead because the God that perpetuates that kind of doctrine is dead as well in God's eyes. Because if you've read the Bible, you've gone all the way to the book of Revelations, you know that death is the devil's portion. And he knows his time is running out as well. Hence why evil is manifesting more and more in the world. He's trying to capture as many souls. And here's something you don't know. Maybe you do know this, but here's something that God revealed to me. This devil character that everyone thinks is super powerful is actually not. But... That's not what I'm trying to reveal to you, to you here. What's going on is that when judgment does come, when the Lord comes and, you know, it's not takes it, takes his people. When the Lord comes to claim the earth or to renew the earth, when, when, when the Lord comes, man, I don't even know if I should, <laughs> I should say this. Uh, when the Lord comes, all those who believed in the devil and, every, and his works, his dead works, and did everything, you know, they basically sold their souls to him, were foolish enough to sell their souls to him, they're immediately condemned and, you know, damnation is their portion. But the entity, the spirit, the fallen angel, the devil that they believed in, that the, whose doctrine they followed and manifested in their lives, he's going to be locked away in a pit for a thousand years. I don't know if this is a thousand human years or a thousand God years, but a thousand years nonetheless. He'll be locked away for a thousand years while everyone else is going to perish. Every human soul that actually believed in him is going to perish. And then he'll be let loose again for another season. So this guy isn't going to even perish immediately. He's going to go to prison for a while. One angel is going to come down from heaven, lock him up for, for a thousand years. Whether that's human or God years is outside my revelation. But while he's locked up, 
all be, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer if you gave your life to him if you're so if you're not saved if Christ hasn't saved you you're going to be destroyed and he's going to he's going to keep living basically and then he's going to come back again and try to deceive more people and then the second time that's when he's going to be destroyed so he's not going to be destroyed the first time he's going to be destroyed the second time it's in the book of revelations go check it out so if you're falling for his gimmicks you're falling for his devices now just imagine how foolish you are when even the lord is revealing to you oh yeah by the way when you fall for it now He's not going to be destroyed just yet. He's going to be locked up. He'll be put in prison. And then you'll be let loose again to deceive, to, to, deceive, to deceive the nations once more. So God is testing your resilience in your faith. And then after that second release, however long that season is going to be, because it says you'll be let loose for a season, after that, that's when he's going to be destroyed. But all of you whom are falling for his crap right now, <laughs> this, this is it for you. There's no... Uh, there's no coming back for a season. There's no reincarnation for you. That's a lie. That's a lie. Reincarnation is a lie. But I digress. I got really fired up by the Holy Spirit. I digress. Because the question of the day, the message of the day, the message of the moment right now by the Spirit of God is to ask you the question and to bring to your attention, to actually bring to your attention who you're worshipping, who is your God. Who are you crying about? Whether it's positive or negative, your emotions don't actually matter in this case. Who are, you, who are your tears for? Who is your hope for? Who are you reflecting on? And it doesn't even have to be who, it can be what. What are you crying for? For the most part, and I'm being inspired by the Spirit to say, for the most part, a lot of people's God is money. A lot of people worship money. They desire to be rich. I used to be like that. To an extent. Thank God for Christ Jesus. <laughs> Thank God for Christ Jesus. I'm not like that. Money seems to be a lot of people's God. They know money. They have a relationship with money. They talk to money. But they don't talk to God. But then they claim that God is my God. But right now I'm going to talk to my money. I'm going to talk to my bank account. I'm going to look at my bank account. I'll go to a, a secret place. I'm going to go to a spot in my house. I'm going to log into my bank account. And I'm going to look at how much money I have. And then I'm going to meditate on how much more money I can make. Da, 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 da. Then I'm going to read a book that's going to teach me more about money. Guess who? I mean, think about it. And then look at the fruits of their life. Some of them are wealthy. But then you hear stories. No matter how rich and wealthy someone is, if, they, if God is not at the center of their life, if God is not truly not their God, then they are miserable, they are unhappy, they are empty. Then you f these are the same people who are committing a lot of sin, adulterous, fornication. They are effeminate. They steal. They lie. Why is that? Because of the God that they serve. And then they also honor themselves. They don't say, money did this for me. They say, I did this which is off the back of a lot of self-help gurus in the world right now. They're telling you to believe in yourself. Excuse me? Be I, you know, and I fell for this. Believe in myself. This fallen creature that hasn't yet been renewed in Christ Jesus, you want me to believe in that over Christ Jesus. 
If you are a true self-help guru, you should be telling people to believe in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, all things are possible. You become a new creature. You literally get transformed. Literally. Literally. He, come, he becomes your Lord and Savior. You receive the Holy Spirit, aka the Holy Ghost. Then he teaches you all things. Then he brings all things to your remembrance. Then he comforts you. And then you're encouraged. And specifically, the, the Apostle Paul is coming to mind. Then you are encouraged to renew your mind, to renew your soul, to work out your own salvation. You're a totally new creature. You're just still living, yes, in a fallen world, but you are a new creature. And then you're meant to cultivate new, new limbs, new muscles, a new way of living. Transformation in this reality is only through Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone. If you are transforming into anything, if some, someone or something is offering you transformation and it has nothing to do with Christ, there is a high chance that you are worshipping a fallen entity. You're not worshipping God. You're, you're worshipping a God, but a fallen God, or a fallen spirit, or a fallen angel, or a devil even. Don't be fooled by the devil's agents and his devices. If you read, if you are not even read, if you are aware of the promises of God and what he has done for you through his son, Christ Jesus, you, my friend, you will not subscribe to, you will not follow, you will not listen to any self-help guru because Christ has already done it all. Christ has done it all. There's even a chance that some of them are getting their, their teachings from Christ, but then they're trying to repackage it as their own. Why? Like, just lead people to Christ. He's done it all. Like, why waste about the whole day trying to masquerade as if you've got the answers when Christ Jesus has got all the answers already? You just need to get into a true relationship with him. So when goodness starts to manifest in your life, when you become the good tree, not the fallen tree, not the corrupt tree, because right now, if you don't have Christ Jesus in your life and you're not renewing your life by, by the teachings of his Holy Spirit, then, there's a, then you're a corrupt tree because 90% of what you're doing, even though you think it's good, you perceive it to be good in the eyes of God, it's evil. It's evil. And don't take this up with me. Take it up with God. If you don't like what I'm saying, good. That means I'm, I'm touching on something. I've hit something. Bring that to the surface. Take it to God. Take it to God in prayer. Say, God, you know, one of your servants said this. Is he right? Is he wrong? What should I do? How should I pray? At least when you do that, you started to get to know him. You started giving him your time. You started giving him your attention. Because whatever you give time and attention to, that's what grows. That's what manifests in your life. A lot of you, are, a lot of people, believers, a lot of people are following celebrities, um, whether they're traditional celebrities or the new type of celebrity. Social media is where people are spending a lot of time. It's between money and social media. People either want to be rich or they want to be famous or they want to be both. But I'm not seeing... I mean, I'm sure it's there and I'm sure it's protected. But what we need to be seeing more of in the world, especially if we actually want to make the world a better place, we need to be seeing more people wanting to be like Christ Jesus. And you only get there... Step one, receiving him as your Lord and Savior. Step two, receiving his Holy Spirit because he will teach you all things. After that, it's you and the Holy Spirit. It's you and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you to the right man or woman of God 
who's got the doctrine and the understanding that you need to further develop yourself in God. Because once you receive God, you're in God now. You're no longer in the world, you're in God. And trust me, this is very, it's as real as driving a car. It's as real as breathing your breath of life, which God gave you, whether you're righteous or you're wicked. That's how good our God is or my God is. I don't know who you pray to, but that's how good my God is. Who is your God? Who is your God? It's not enough just to say God is my God. Do you know him? Do you know his ways? Do you know his truth? Do you know his life? Do you know the life that he wants for you? Or are you a liar? Saying that he's your God, but then you're, you're following and living a life that doesn't reflect that. Where you're producing evil, you're producing evil fruit. You're living a corrupt life, producing evil fruit, claiming that you love God. Claiming that God is your God. I can look at your fruit and tell you who your God is. And your fruit is basically what you manifest day in and day out with ease. With ease. That's your fruit. The thing that comes out with ease. No effort. No effort. It's easy for you to do this thing. If it's evil, if, then your tree is corrupt. If it's good, then your tree is good. A good tree cannot produce an evil fruit and an evil tree or a corrupt tree cannot produce a good fruit. If someone tries to convince you that a corrupt tree can produce a good fruit, run. They're lying to you. Their God is the devil. Know your God. Keep your God sayings in your heart and in your mind. If Bible study seems boring to you, guess what? I know who your God is. And now you know who your God is because now you've heard this message. You can't, you know, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And this is coming to you by the Spirit of God because I only do this by the Spirit of God. If I am not inspired by the Spirit of God, I do not do this. I do not show up on the mic and record these episodes. I'm only in my second episode, but this is the agreement that I have with God. I'm like, my Lord and my God, if you are not backing, if you're not giving me the word to say what I need to say to your people, I'm not speaking because I'm just a man. But with you, I can be everything and more. And I only desire what you have for me. That's my relationship with God. And by the power of his Holy Ghost, he gives me the word to speak unto you, his people. My question for you is, who is your God? Who is your God? And it's not just a matter of prayer. I would say meditation. Meditation is basically focusing your mind and your attention on something for a prolonged period of time. Consistently as well, but for a prolonged period of time. It's not like a two-second thought or a two-minute thought. Like you're thinking about this one thing for at least 10 to 20 minutes or more. But you're just constantly thinking about it. It could be your work. could be your job. could be your business. could be your money. could be your, your family, your relationships. Family is good, but don't make family your God. Family is good. God is all about family. But he says, don't make family your God. Thou shalt not put any other gods before me. Those are his words. Nothing, nothing should be above God but God himself. And 
through this time, we get to him through his son, Christ Jesus. No one else. No one else. I don't care how long people have been praying in the prayer mountain for. If they're not talking about the gospel of Christ Jesus, if they're not leading you to Christ Jesus, who is the only, the only way to God the Father, run. Run with every, everything you have in you. Run away from that person. Leave them. Because they're misleading you. They're leading you away from God. For some, credit cards are their God. For some, their health is their God. For some, yoga is their God. For some, tarot cards is their God. You know, for some, witchcraft is their God. For some, your job is your God. I keep using that example because that's what has kept a lot of people in bondage. Your job is your God. Every day you wake up, you're thinking about your job, you're going to your job, you're spending eight hours a day, five days a week, and then when you're driving home, you're at home, you're still thinking about your job. Your job is your God. It's hate it or love it. This is the reality. Sorry to be the guy who burst the bubble, but this is what it is. You know why I'm doing this? Because I was there too. I'm not special. What makes me special is the same thing that makes you special, which is that we are children of God. The only difference, if there is one, is the relationship we have with our Father and the Son, who is our Lord, and the Holy Ghost. I'll include the Holy Ghost because I don't believe people, enough people include the Holy Spirit. But it is vital for you as a believer to have the Holy Spirit in your life, ministering unto you, leading your steps, leading your way. So you, you know, and you know, calling forth angels so you don't dash your foot against a stone. Who is your God? Who is your God? For a lot of people, social media is their God. Facebook is their God. Now they're calling themselves Meta. Meta is their God. PlayStation is their God. Xbox is their God. Netflix is their God. Hulu, whatever it is, whatever it is, that is not actually God himself. Hate it or love it, swallow the pill, that is your God. But I'll say, I'll say this, now that you know, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to change things up? What are you going to do different that's going to establish the true God, the Father of Lord Jesus Christ? In fact, Lord Jesus Christ himself as your God. If you really believe, you are a true believer of Christ Jesus, how are you going to now establish him as your God in your life, making him the center of everything, your health, your finances, your relationships, your career, you know, how much money you're making, how much time you're spending on social media, how much time you're spending going out. For a lot of people, beer and alcohol and drugs has become their God. What are you going to do from this point forward? Now that you've heard this message, what are you going to do to make Jesus Christ the center of everything in your life? What are you going to do? For me, it started with being honest and taking all my problems into prayer, not fix this, fix that. Just saying, Lord, I can see this is what's going on. Like having a relationship. Because to me, God is not a genie where I rub a, rub a lamp and then, you know, he gives me my wishes. This is not how this is worked. That's not a relationship. That's a transaction. 
God is not a transaction. He, he does have transactions. It's part, it's part of the family business. But that's not what he's calling for. He's calling for a personal relationship. God should be closer to you than your own breath. Your own heartbeat. The love that you have for your family, he should be closer to you than that. Because through him, by him, all these things exist. All these things manifest. And all these things are maintained and sustained. He's the one who brings forth even more blessings. More than you can ever imagine. But if he's not at the center, whoever is at the center of your life right now, whatever you're constantly thinking of, wherever you're constantly spending your time, that's your God. And if that's not Christ Jesus, your tree is corrupt. Because a corrupt tree cannot bring good fruit. And a good tree cannot bring evil fruit. Good tree equals to good fruit. Corrupt tree equals to corrupt fruit or evil fruit. These self-help gurus, I'm calling them out because they had me in a bind for a while. <laughs> they had me in a bind for a while, but now I'm free thanks to Christ Jesus. I'm free. If they are not leading you to Christ Jesus, run. I don't care how amazing they are. Yes, they might have tools. Unless the Holy Spirit has led you there, unless God himself has led you there because there's something you need to learn from them, learn that thing, but don't make them your God. Don't make them your guru. The Holy Spirit should be your guru. It literally says in the Bible, he will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit is your guru. How do you get the Holy Spirit? Through Christ Jesus. I'm out of time. <laughs> I'm out of time. I'm actually two minutes over time. Because again, the Lord has given me a mandate to spend only 30 minutes um, per day on a message. And I'm going to adhere to that. So thank you for your time and your attention. And in closing, I'm going to read the scripture one more time. John chapter 8 verse 54 to 55. Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. So with that already, just those two, two lines. If someone, a guru is telling you to believe in yourself, run. Because if you believe in yourself, then your belief is nothing. Believe in Christ Jesus. Believe in God for everything. If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me. So in this dispensation, it is Christ Jesus that honoreth us. Of whom ye say that he is your God. And a lot of people say that Christ is their God. But look at their lives. You know them by their fruits. Yet ye have not known him. They claim Christ, but they don't know him. But I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. And that is the standard, ladies and gentlemen, children of God. That is the standard. When the world comes at you with whatever belief, whatever doctrine, your standard should be, I know him. I know my Christ Jesus. And whatever you're saying, he does not say. Because if I then believe your doctrine, then I have become a liar in the sight of my God. So that should be the standard right there. But I know him and I keep his saying. So you should be telling, when you look at the world, when the world tries to give you their doctrine, whether it's through movies, shows, advertising, video games, conversations with friends who are deeply indoctrinated into the world, you should be, your, your posture, your position, your suspension should be that of, I know him, him being God 
through Christ Jesus. And I keep his saying because even Christ said, those who love me keep my commandments. Is that you? Question mark. Who is your God? Who is your God? And on that note, that is where I leave today's episode. My name is Walu, currently a man with no reputation. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Spirit Driven Podcast. Shalom. Shalom.